0: hello everyone and welcome back to no beer left behind i'm brian i'm here with you Just like each and every other podcast here in North Texas, and I'm joined tonight by Willem in Tulsa. Willem, how are you doing, buddy?
1: Uh, My internet is taking a shit. What's up, Brian? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
0: (laughs) Um, I'll kill my video and see if that doesn't help you along a little bit, Uh, but... Yeah, that might help. It's good to have you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's good to be here.
0: Uh, how has your week been? I know we're heading into the Fourth of July holiday, so times uh, times can be a little weird with uh, work and life and traveling and whatnot.
1: Yeah, it's honestly been a little stressful at work. I gotta be honest. Yeah, I said honest twice. Uh, <laughs> so everybody knows people. I'm
0: super double honest. <laughs> I think um, two truths make a lie. I don't know what that. Means. Oh gosh.
1: I don't know what's happening? Uh, yeah, no, I just work. is kind of crazy, and then yeah, so Thursday we don't have work, and that gives us me like less time to get the stuff done that I need to get done.
0: Right, it's a, a holiday. A little or... stressful,
1: <laughs> yeah. That's but funny. I've been good. I mean, I've been I haven't taken it to heart too much. That's good. Just doing, you know, just doing my best and whatever happens happens i can't control
0: that waking up each day and making each day a gosh darn best day it could possibly there you go (laughs) (laughs) that's the that's the minnesota way uh mrs Bryan came back from minneapolis last week and she was like that minnesota was supposed to be like the land of the really nice people she was like we got to our hotel in downtown minneapolis and we just saw a man and a woman beating the shit out of each other (laughs)
1: Oh, that's upsetting. No, I'll t- <laughs> I can tell you something along not beating lines, but about the Minnesota Nice thing or whatever.
0: Yeah.
1: It's, um, I think a lot of people understand Minnesota Nice to actually be a derogatory. Like, I don't think I'm the only person. I don't think my family is the only family that believes this. That Minnesota Nice is actually like a backhanded insult kind of thing because it, it means it's like, like um, someone who is nice to your face, but then like talk shit behind your back, you know, like we'll never, you'll hear about them doing things or not even doing things, just like talking kind of shitty and whatever. They'll be shitty behind your back. You might not even hear about it, but to your face, they're always like, so it's like
0: disingenuous basically. Yeah. Uh, to play devil's advocate, I think you've just described America. <laughs> yeah. In fair. general. Like, I think that's the general consensus with any town, any city any right. in America. Right. We're all like that. Hey, we love tourists. God damn brown people. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, sir. What the fuck? What is oh, man. There mean? are
1: people who are afraid to... I've, I've heard of multiple people recently who are... They won't leave the country. They're, like, uncomfortable with traveling abroad.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like you think you're not part of this earth or something. Like, you're... Like, America is something... Else entirely, it's yeah kind of concerning.
0: Yeah, it's wild. I mean, we're I mean, that's a you know that's a whole different discussion. Let's talk about what we're drinking tonight before we get into that. (laughs) What are you? Um, I'm I'm drinking I again. Drinking natterday. Now, (laughs) did you? Are you sticking with the Tall Boy six packs, or you switch? Are you going full both feet in thirty pack?
1: Uh, no they have an 18 pack which is what I've been getting the last Ah, two times
0: you went the tweener that's good
1: but for the fourth I'll probably get a 30 if not two of them
0: they're they're pretty low
1: alcohol you know know, they're just they finish so nice and dry it's like it's refreshing but not like heavy right I cannot believe I love this beer like it it's embarrassing how much I love this beer
0: but it should see here's the deal it shouldn't be because you have an appreciation for beer, and you have found one that you appreciate, so fuck it. it yeah, doesn't... it's fucking
1: natural light. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> the matter. The natural choice.
0: I uh, I bought a suitcase of hams <laughs> on Sunday because <laughs> <laughs> a suitcase. Yeah, twenty four pack. Oh, 24. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, they call them suitcase because it's got a little handle on top. You know, okay, so yeah, that, that makes, sense. That makes yeah. sense. In the beer world, a 24-pack can is called a suitcase, and okay. 24-pack bottles are called high gloss because typically those are the packages that the breweries put the best packaging on. And uh They, okay, look the best. Interesting. So, they call them
1: high gloss? Wait, wait. There's 24 ca- packs of bottles?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you can buy it. It's a case. Okay. Uh, you can go. Oh, home. okay. I, yeah, you, I got Think you. of it. They're usually found in the wells of uh cold boxes. Got it. Okay. But yeah, uh, it's the same for, uh, import beers too. a you know, 24 pack of, uh, Modelo, 24 pack of Corona. Those yeah. are all in really shiny, glossy boxes. So high gloss. That's okay. Yeah. The I'm going to pay know. attention to that now. Yeah. You'll see it and you'll, you'll fucking be weirded out. Ah. Huh. uh, because it's it's fucking weird. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. You may find like in liquor stores, you may find like the old brown box special or what they call um uh, fuck. uh concession packaging where it's just a, yeah. brown, a regular brown box with 24 loose beers inside. Um but those are usually like fire sold for really really cheap because they're close dated. Okay. Anyway, enough about the beer nerd business. Um See drinking Natter Day. I can't wait to see. Can you send me pictures of your two thirty packs or whatever your whatever your Fourth yes. of July is? And I'll put this out to the rest of the listeners too. Go ahead and uh, send us send us what you're drinking for the Fourth over to at uh, Nobody Left Cast on Instagram. I'd love to see what you're drinking because it'll uh, it'll be telling what kind of party you're having, you know. <laughs> Like yeah. Somebody's having natter days. Okay. All right. It's pretty chill. Pretty chill. Cash sitch that's going on at your humble abode. Yeah. Uh, if you're drinking, like, if you got a handle of Jack Daniels and fucking <laughs> and pig's, yeah, eye, you're going in. pig's eye, we're like, oh, fuck. I know what's uh, happening uh, over there. It's, <laughs> the cops are going to be there tomorrow or two days later looking for people, you know? <laughs>
1: uh, man, speaking of the fourth, I'm so jealous of Troy. He's yeah. uh, in freaking. Yeah. What on Dolphin Island or how do you say it? Dolphin yeah, Dolphin,
0: I don't know. I, I just call it I just think that it's uh it's in Alabama. It's there on the Gulf of Mexico.
1: Yeah, it's supposed so, to be gorgeous.
0: Yeah, I just think that it's probably Alabama's way of spelling dolphin. <laughs> uh, it's just like Dolphin Island? Like
1: how much Alabama do you think is on that island?
0: A thousand percent Alabama, dude. Alabama is like a goddamn disease. It's like black mold. Like, sure, you can scrub uh, it off of the surface, but it shit'll be back. That shit'll be back. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize how close that uh, he was to like Pensacola Beach. I mean, he's like right there. It's not that yeah. far at all. It's all all that shit's like a tan hair away from one another.
1: Yeah. Did you? Okay. Do you want to hear what he did? He on Saturday, went to a show at Cane's at night, <laughs> like an, an, you know, a show that ran till probably like 10 or 11. Right. I would, you know, that's that'd be weird if it went any earlier.
0: Yeah, the show ended at 6.30. It was a matinee.
1: <laughs> and then he got in the car and drove all the way to Alabama.
0: Hey, man, I finished up my finals one year in college, packed up my entire room into the back of my mom's uh, Chevy Trailblazer, drove that motherfucker home and then got in my dad's car and drove with my brother 18 hours to Vegas. Can I tell you something though, Brian? What? We're not in college anymore. This is true. You know, as I was saying it, I was like, Brian <laughs> Brian real quick, that shit was 10 years ago. <laughs> like, Actually, yeah, me, 13 I, years I
1: ago. <laughs> did some shit like, you know, not comparable to that really, but like a 10-hour drive after I got off at 11 at Walmart, right. you know. And that sucked. Yeah. But I, I you rode a fucking uh, uh, Greyhound bus I was also across the much
0: country. younger. <laughs> you rode yeah. a goddamn Greyhound <laughs> from Tulsa to Minneapolis, and I don't think even oh, as man. spry as you are now, I don't think you're pulling that trip off without seeing a fucking therapist.
1: Dude, I every time I and this is just me being honest with you, every time I pass that Greyhound station, I'm like humbled a little bit. <laughs> I look at that place, I'm like Jesus Christ. Like, just remember. some of the shit you had to put up with you know back
0: in the day started from the bottom now we're here you know yeah yeah it's weird how little shit like that will remind you of shit that was like your life only like a couple years ago and you're like god damn that was yeah shit and now
1: it's like a fun memory too is the other thing it's like
0: i don't know about fun but it's definitely a memory (laughs) oh it's like every time
1: i tell that story i enjoy it because like everybody laughs and i laugh because it's just like it sounds insane but it's you know it's it was shitty at the time
0: but it was like what you were doing to like it was it wasn't like you were demeaning or anything like that because it's not it's not a fuck it's a way of travel and if you're going to try Yeah, no, it's not the meaning. It.
1: It's just not pleasant. I they, <laughs> Okay, so what can I just I, like briefly what yeah. happened? Yeah. Um I wanted to get to I wanted to come home for Christmas or something at well, no, was it I don't even remember what it was for. I, I wanted to go home for a break.
0: you were traveling from Oklahoma to Minneapolis. That's your surprising home. surprising your mom for Thursday.
1: I was surprising my mom for Mother's Day. Ah. Okay. Even better. So my dad helped me and he bought me a. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. This was a, apparently a different time. Thank Sorry. you,
0: Katie. <laughs> so, yeah. Thanks, Katie. Uh,
1: so it wasn't, I don't know. It was something. Uh, they wanted me home. I couldn't afford a plane ticket because I just, you know, and I didn't have a car. So they bought me this bus ticket. It was, it was out of Tulsa. And I super appreciated it. But I took the bus, it went up one sixty nine the whole way, <laughs> just so you know one sixty nine runs the entire way from <laughs> from Tulsa to Minneapolis in one form or another, whether it's a small street or a larger highway u s one sixty nine runs all the way up to Minnesota and even farther north. <laughs> And we took this fucking road the entire way. And we stopped in like... Or, or I don't know if we took it the entire way. We took it a long ass way.
0: yeah.
1: And we went like way out of the way. And I got a fucking nosebleed <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> like, what the hell do you do about that? And it doesn't stop for anything but gas.
0: Right.
1: So it you only stop at gas stations. You only get like whatever you can get at a gas station. They're not, not nice gas stations.
0: Yeah. Cause they're also and gas they, stations for fucking buses. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Like think like shell, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not like nice shell, like tiny shitty <laughs> right. and they're just stopping there. And like, that's all you get. And you better go to the bathroom. Cause so it's just a bus of people all going to the bathroom <laughs> at the same place. <laughs> it's a shit experience. Honestly. Yeah. Would not recommend it for anyone And best part The ticket $150
0: Holy I'm shit that's actually that really car. fucking expensive It was like a fucking
1: 48 hour trip or some shit I don't know I might be exaggerating But we stopped in so many different places And like shady places yeah. And you like have a layover At a bus station
0: <laughs> At like
1: 12am in the, And fuck knows where it's Like St. Louis or something
0: Yeah good stabby part of the country yeah, well, yeah, it's just St. like Louis. Yeah, it's
1: desolate area, yeah. dark area.
0: That's wild not, well shit. <laughs> not well lit. Not well lit. But regardless, <laughs> you're you're you at least have that experience to fall back on. I have the experience of you know <sighs> living in Denton in a 500 square foot apartment. Yeah, for two years and working at goddamn Staples. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh I, 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 it's funny you mentioned the the Greyhound station and being humbled like Staples just recently rebranded and uh now they like I see their trucks all over the road because essentially they're just an online office brand, office supply uh, supplier. Yeah. Um so their little delivery trucks are everywhere in the DFW area and I see their trucks every single day and I think to myself made a good goddamn move getting out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. Anyway,
1: yeah, we and like you need that, you know. I that's I don't think you should give your children too much because, like, you have to have those things that you remember as like grounding moments of of your life, like well, jobs and, that you had or oh yeah, you know, things that you kind of had to like get through.
0: Frankly, and I, and I think it's I mean the average person, and this is gonna, I mean, I'm just being honest the average person is not going to be able to provide their their kids with too much it is right really course, hard so. to fucking do but yeah. i know what you mean like there are like there is some reality that you have to bring to that you have to make sure that you instill in uh the people that you're in charge of raising <laughs>
1: yeah yeah no, i'm talking about once you get into these like higher income brackets where people oh, like shit. actually are able to like like you know really Fuck spoil it. their kids right if you don't, if you don't control that, that's you're gonna raise a terrible person. <laughs> you're gonna really. raise
0: a you're gonna raise a person who, I don't know, walks into a demilitarized zone and tries to strike up conversations with foreign dignitaries. Yeah, it's exactly. wild. It's wild how that works. <laughs> that was fucking nuts. <laughs> anyway, uh, I am drinking. <clears throat> I feel like a real sorry. I feel like a real villain over here. No, I'm, just, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I am drinking a beer from real ale brewing company in Blanco, Texas. This is called Torino. This is their limited release bomber series that they do. So they do, I don't know why they started doing it, but I'm, I'm kind of down with it. I started doing their limited release bomber beers and naming them after cars. (laughs) So there's Torino, there's like bitch and Camaro. There's a couple others out there that are just kind of cool. And, uh, Torino is a six and a half percent stout, and here is the description: It's a smooth, medium-bodied ale with a dark soul and a low rumble. I actually agree with that uh, really out there description for this beer. It's really fucking good. I didn't like. I saw six and a half percent, and I was like, "Ah, it's gonna fucking blow." I need something that'll knock my knock my teeth in. Yeah. But this beer is so fucking drinkable. Like you forget until you taste a, a well-made, uh, classic style. Like you forget, like oh yeah, beer doesn't need to have all this extra shit. It just needs to be drinkable and like well-made. This and it's so good. This beer is so fucking good. So you'll go for a stout like this time of year. Yeah, I don't have a fucking problem drinking. Drinking. I have what, such what an as-
1: I make such a, like hard associations with things. That I struggle to break.
0: Well, see, I uh, for me, beer is so much like food. Uh, so when I taste a stout or a dark beer, I just think of like the burnt ends on brisket. Or burnt, you know, on barbecue, where you just have like those really charred charred pieces of meat and uh, like smoked barbecue. Yeah. It, they have the same flavor. So like you would never turn down burnt ends in July. Right. You're, like, You're right. It's not char season. Like, shut up. (laughs) It's not not char season. You're not going to turn down meat candy. Get out of here. Can I I tell you something though? What's up?
1: I will, I will enjoy burnt ends significantly more this time of year than I will in the dead of winter. I'll still like them, but like part of the enjoyment for me is the sunshine and the cooking and the heat and all that.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like for me, uh, I I am I'll understandably I'm a kind of a nerd when it comes to this, but if as a home brewer, if you're going to make a stout for Christmas, you need to make it now. So for years Uh, when, when I was making big beers for Christmas time, I was making them in June and July. And whenever I make a beer, I drink the style that I'm making like commercial examples that are available and kind of do my research. And so for a long time, like I was drinking heavy ass, heavy ass beers in huh. the summertime, and it was just fine.
1: So, you, uh, so then you do have some kind of association.
0: Right? Yeah, I do. And like I said, it's kind of also back ass words in that, you know, uh, when you brew to season, like it's it's tough to find. Like, uh, <laughs> if you brew a, a proper Fest beer or proper Meritzen beer, like you're going to be brewing yeah. that off season. You're not going to be brewing that in October. You're going to be brewing it in like April, May. Yeah. If yeah. you're really nerding out and, or you could do it the correct way and just make a fucking Meritson beer in July and August and
1: So you're not making big beers anymore for Christmas time?
0: Uh honestly I haven't dude, I haven't brewed since April of twenty
1: eighteen. Oh really? This I thought one. I recently saw
0: some pictures of you. Uh-uh, uh uh. Yeah. Uh any any picture that I have I've had recently has either been helping somebody else or uh, like throwback picks, uh, okay. but it's, I mean, it's wild. This is the longest I've, I've gone without brewing since I started brewing six years ago.
1: Gotta get back to it.
0: I know. I know. I was telling Mrs. Brian just last weekend, I was like, I think what I need to do is find an electric brewery, like an electric brew house. Uh, so I can start making yeah. beer inside. Cause I think. I think I might be getting too old for this outside... I might get getting too old for this shit, Riggs. <laughs> this whole outside brewing thing is a fucking pain in my ass. Like, honestly, it's so fucking hot.
1: So what, what is this electric brew house that you're talking about?
0: So, um, I, 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 I'm at the age now... Like, in the past, like I've, I've set up all this basically like a... Hobbled together kits of stuff that I've found either have laying around the house or that I have either get for free or whatever, and I make it into brewing equipment. Um, And I think what I want to do now is just buy something that's already set up. Essentially, it uses uh, electric coils similar to what's found what are found in water heaters Uh, to to like to bring water up to temperature. However, um, the ones that I want to start using um, actually use. (laughs) Use some smart technology (laughs) uh, so that you can hold water temperatures at a certain uh, you know a certain degrees, or uh, even do step mashing so you can hit all your different rests that you need to hit for your mash uh, for your proper mashing. So at different temperatures, your grain will go through different phases of uh, so you you may have a protein rest, you may have a beta amylase rest, you may have an alpha amylase rest, you may so on and so forth. Breaks all the way down. And eventually you want to get to the Sacrification rest, which is what breaks Your uh, Starches down into uh, Long chain sugars Anyway uh, There there are systems out there that are set up To where you can control that shit from your phone (laughs) Oh wow You literally dump your grain Into a big basket For lack of a better term, throw it into a big basket Don't get in the water Set your temperature on your phone except for how long you want to do it, what temperature you want to do it, any steps along the way, including a mash out temperature, which basically gets the wort so hot that it stops all sacrification. And uh, then you take the grain out. And since your, your shit is getting immediate heat, like directly to the liquid you fire it up to boil and you start boiling in the same vessel. So it's a. hyper efficient. And because you're not using gas, you can do it inside and because right. they've, you know, it's kind of a tried and true method that you can just use. There's some that use a larger circuit, you know, larger outlets like a, a two twenty like outlet or whatever. Okay. Um, But there's a lot of them that you can just hook straight up to a regular socket. And
1: God damn! So t- two twenty is like a uh, washer, <laughs> right? dryer. Washer, yeah,
0: washer and dryer set uh, type setup. Um Shit. There's actually so up there by you in Tulsa, there's a place called High Gravity Brewing. Yeah. 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 And they actually uh do their own electric brewing kits uh, electric like brew houses, holy shit um that start at pretty reasonable prices. some of them get way up there, just depending on... okay, so
1: what's a reasonable price
0: um so I haven't looked at high gravity, but I was pricing out anvil brewing uh products earlier in the like last weekend. Anvil Brewing is like Blickman Engineering for the real homebrew nerds. Blickman That's Engineering cool. is like, a, it's John Palmer, or not John Palmer. Fuck, I forget his name. Anyway, it's, oh, John Blickman. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> John Blickman makes like really high-end brewing equipment. Anvil is the like entry level or like the economic level. So it's still really good, hyper-engineered. Um, But like, let's say they have a, a their starting kit right now at Anvil Brewing, for 10.5 gallons, which makes 5-gallon batches, is $370. And that's everything you need to start fermenting. I mean, I think you can even ferment in these things. That's pretty damn cheap. Yeah, and the other cool thing is, just just between us girls here, bring it down low, they sell a Turbo 500 stainless steel condenser that you can throw on top of your uh, uh oh, foundry is, and turn still? Yeah, turn that motherfucker into a still. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. But yeah, they uh, it's a fucking it's a pretty clean setup and for the price, like honestly, it's something I think I might be bouncing into. The shit's you know, lo-
1: awesome. That's that's a really good price. A lot of people seem to be home distilling these days.
0: Yeah, and it's a it's a really weird place like uh for so many years we hear we've heard like oh fuck blow yourself up I'm like dude you're not going to ever blow yourself up doing home distillation.
1: Okay now there is one thing that you can do and that is if you do it wrong you can make yourself blind.
0: Drinking it, Uh, it's blind, maybe, but it's math. If you can do basic math, (laughs) you're fine. Oh, is it
1: not that high of a risk?
0: It's not. You're taking off a certain percentage of your collected product uh, before at the beginning of the run and at the end of the run based on the total volume. And once you do that, like there's simple steps involved. Uh, (laughs) And once you do that, like it's it's not that difficult. I mean, it's it's probably really difficult to do it well. Yeah, um, but it's. I mean, it's distillation of of goods. Uh, people That's are starting to do it with other items, not just beer into spirits, but they're doing it with like collecting essential oils. They're also doing it to collect essential oils out of hops, which is really cool. That so,
1: is cool. So you can buy hops essential oils.
0: Mm. Yeah, you can, but you can also make your own.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I get. Uh but I'm oh, yeah. not gonna go buy a still right now.
0: <laughs> Villem, I don't know why not. I haven't been <laughs> you have not presented me with a good enough reason to not buy a still right now. I don't know what the big deal is. So Yeah.
1: You're right, you're right.
0: Anyway, that's some that n- nerd shit that I'm on lately of just like ah, I really wanna get back into it, but I also want to do this at a I don't know, am yeah, normal I'm pace. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I've got a buddy who has a newborn, uh, newborn <laughs> son. He's you know married. They've they've like they're living their lives. Homeboy right. is literally brewing twice a week. <laughs> wow! And just like huh, kegging it up, and drinking it up, you know, sending it out to friends, having you know whatever. And I'm like, damn it, dude! Like, I want. Is it because he has one of those? He has one similar. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. You fucking want that life, man. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. That's super
1: cool. Twice a week. That's so much beer.
0: Well, he's also studying for his master cicerone, so he's oh shit, he's going through like he's he's going through the paces.
1: It's living the beer life.
0: Shout out to Adam. I don't think he listens, but what's up good luck yeah. keep brewing the good shit
1: send him this episode yeah I'll i'm about to listen to any others
0: yeah please <laughs> listen
1: and then forget
0: just forget everything else that you've heard just listen to this one segment anyway uh fuck yeah no so i'm still uh sipping through torino but i wanted to get to what was called out last week at the end of the last podcast that we were on. I don't know if it was you or your brother Frank who was who shouted out, or I think it was no, actually, I think it was Mrs. Frank called out uh, your open letter that you wrote to the Oklahoma governor last week. Yes. Can you talk about that letter that you wrote and kind of what? Sure because and, and the reason I even bring it up and bring up the fact that uh Frank is in fact your brother is because sometimes we have new listeners uh we have people who don't make you know maybe have not made the connection but you and Frank much to your chagrin are related <laughs> Just kidding uh you and Frank uh are also not from around here you yes. came to this country on your own uh, uh under under your parents guidance at a at a somewhat young age Right, yes,
1: yep. Uh, we moved to America in 1997. I was eight, Frank was 10, our sister was 12.
0: So, I mean, like, y'all that's a really unique time because y'all came to America with memories of where you came from,
1: yeah, and oh, like almost strictly good memories because you're a child, you know. So, it's like you're like very positive years.
0: Yeah. And, and, but at the same time, you also developed a lot of memories here and, of yeah. Of knowing that this is not where you're like, this is not where you were born. This is, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I say that to kind of preface your open letter that you wrote and maybe why you wrote it.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I just wrote, okay. So I wrote a letter to the governor of Oklahoma. I. Kevin Stitt. And I don't really know why. Okay. It was, well, I do know why I wrote the letter. What happened is I was very, um, just felt very like helpless about the whole thing. Um, The whole thing being like the, children being held at these detention centers at the border because they're in this country illegally. Right. And just kind of like watching that whole thing unfold and the way that people are responding to it and being incredibly hateful and like unempathetic about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was like a lot for me to look at and feel like there was nothing I could do. And I knew kind of the experience of, uh, going through just like such a pivotal change in your life at that age, you know? And, um, I just felt like I had to do something. And so I I wrote a letter and I addressed it to the governor because I felt like that was the person who, who represented me most at that level. You know, like I may not have voted for this guy, but he, he is now my elected official. Right. Um, and that's just the way the process works. I can't control that. But, you know, um, I know that it's a military base on federal land controlled by federal funding. And, you know, I know that the governor doesn't actually have jurisdiction over this decision or any of that, but I do feel like he is in a place where if he did say something or, um, Something you know he what would, I mean? He Just he would like have, express would, the disinterest of this state, right? And to he would have your, contribute to this,
0: he should have your best interest at heart. It, yeah, and, and, and
1: that that would garner attention and re, like demand addressing from from the the administration. Frankly, and, I mean,
0: and what you're talking about because I I know we have people live all over the detention centers in Southern Texas are like they're just being overworked and overwhelmed and as it gets hotter in south texas they're looking to move these people who were trying to come to america for a better life they're they're moving them all over the place and that's not something that's just like oh they're they're being too you cramp- know they're too cramped here they're also doing it for some not so great reasons. Uh, well, and
1: there's some downright fucked up shit coming out of these places. I mean, there are Congress people visiting these places now and saying it's way worse than we thought it was. Yeah. There's pictures coming out of like base, like just like tarps over just piles of people just laying around yeah. like, and, and just like Facebook group of, with all the customs and border protection agents, like joking about the way that they treat these people. I mean, it's like, it's cruel. It's not just like, um, it's bad. It's like it's really
0: bad. And the the thing that you were asking your governor was uh, there was talk. There was a discussion, and I don't know if it has moved along any further. But the discussion of moving uh, some of these people from South Texas to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, which is located in southwestern Oklahoma. Um. Yes. And and
1: so turning this place into another one of those.
0: Exactly, and that's something that a lot of. A lot of state officials, even though you're right, they don't, they may not have 100% say they can express like we can't, you know, that they can't do this. Matter of fact, San Antonio is going through that right now where they're at a point of like they're, they can't be held responsible for the health and safety of the people that they're quote unquote responsible for looking after. Yeah. Uh, So they're having to move people out. Not because they believe in having them there in the first place, but that, like, it's they're trying to take a proper step ahead of something worse happening to large groups of people in the summer sun of Texas. <laughs> like,
1: well, and these kinds of things are always worse than you think they are. Like, they always, we only know the half of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know that it goes, you know, like, maybe there's, just more stuff unreported or whatever but it it doesn't look good
0: right i mean anytime you hold people against their will in the middle of the fucking desert it's on paper already doesn't look good yeah and we're gonna have
1: to like answer for these you know what i mean like we're gonna have to be the people that are like yeah this is why this country did this like it's like same as like the Japanese internment camps back in world war two. I mean,
0: yeah. that's
1: an embarrassing moment in this country's history.
0: And for years they got by on the, well for American safety, this is not for American safety. It's for American like dick measuring is all it boils down to. Yeah.
1: This is wild. This is crazy anyway. Yeah. So I wrote this letter, I wrote it to the governor and I've been co- told multiple times, you know, like, you know, the governor can't really do anything. And, and I, I'll be honest with you. It just, it was, I felt impassioned about the situation and I felt like, I feel like it's, you, we need people like him. And I get, I, for some reason I get this, that vibe from him who are willing to kind of step up for, I don't need him to like shed all his conservative values or whatever, but like, I need, I need people who know what, when wrong is wrong exactly, and like speak out for that regardless of, whether or not you're concerned with your base, or like, you know, w- when you know that kids are being abused, separated from their parents, whatever, you you gotta say something. That's there's no excuse for that ever.
0: Yeah, no, you're one hundred percent right, and that's what I wanted to like. I I think I mentioned it, and and I don't know if it came across correctly, but like I appreciated the letter in general that you wrote because it painted a very good picture of what. A, like, I don't know what a what a a white migration to this country looks like, and how difficult it is when you have everything in your favor. Yeah, you know, and like it sucks that that has to be the description. Uh, but it's correct me if I'm wrong. But that's that's the truth. You had everything going for you. You were playing every you know playing by every rule set in front of you, and it was still a. Monstrosity of a process and uh, something that is not like a pull the bandaid off and no whew, now that's done. It is a consistent ongoing process. Yeah, and yeah. I
1: mean, I'll tell you, we moved to this country in 1997 on a visa. I think it was an L1 visa or something like that that my dad had. He moved here first. Uh, in order to move to this country, there's like a handful of reasons that you're allowed to move here: asylum and you know that kind of stuff. That's one part of immigration, but for just a normal person that like isn't in fear for their life in their country or like, you know, there's like war going on or something like that uh, for just like a person who just is seeking, like who knows that there's a ceiling on what they can ever reach in their current situation for that kind of person and there's those kind of people are plenty out there um to immigrate to one of these countries including america where uh part of what we value and like celebrate in this country is the uh kind of infinite possibility right right of life so you're living in a country in a situation where you see the roof above your head Versus you hear about a country like this where you hear of just infinite possibility
0: right.
1: uh, for, for that kind of person uh, there's only so many reasons why you can move here. And a lot of them include like higher education. All of them include really higher education. Right. There's also a visa lottery what they call a diversity lottery that you can enter. So every country in the world, Get so many entries in this diversity lo- lottery,
0: and Um, but it's like it's the I don't know. Knowing you and knowing your family, and and reading the letter that you wrote, which uh, you can find either at your personal page uh, uh, on Twitter. Right? You posted it there. You also posted it to what was the website that you used to post it to? Medium. Medium. Okay, you posted it to Medium. Okay. Um, you can go yeah. and find the open letter to kevin Stitt o s u graduate by the way um I yeah don't know if you know. can do that but yeah um go pokes. go, go pokes. I did not know that yep yeah. um I was a little embarrassed at first, and then I was like, well, hopefully <laughs> he is not so bad well' it's fingers crossed here, um, but you can go read it, and I think that that's one of those things that like because i, I mean because I know you, I was able to read into it a little bit more. But the way you wrote it was very straightforward in the way you talked about it, and the language you used, and in the way you connected it to people in current situations. Without making it like super political, you cut right to the point of like, hey, this is happening. If this is happening to people who are, like, who are want- willing to come to this country, we should not treat these people this way, and I don't want Oklahomans to be responsible for treating people this way either. Um, right. And I think that's, that's huge. So I appreciate you doing that, Villum. I really do, man.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I just, I don't think it's a, it's not really a political question in my opinion at all. Like, and it has nothing to do with legality of immigration status. Frankly, that's a, just a label that like immigration is not, you're going after the wrong people, you know, what I mean, you're trying right. to keep out bad people or whatever, you're dis- and so in order to do that, you're like completely just grouping and in, you're, you're think about everything you're doing to innocent people just in the name of to, you know to channel Frank. maybe making sure that some bad people don't come out. I mean, the yeah. world has won at that point if that's what you're
0: thinking is yeah. to channel Frank here. It's just street xenophobia. That's all it is. It's it is yeah. It's xenophobia dis- disguised as. Uh, nationalism and protecting America, which it is. And that's the way, unfortunately, <clears throat> sorry, unfortunately, that's the way immigration policies in this country have been for a very long time.
1: Yeah. Well, um, nationalism, in my opinion, is disgusting. It's, real, it's,
0: it's real shitty. And if you ever think that maybe we're thinking about this with rose colored glasses on and we're thinking about American nationalism, oh, there's, there's some good sides to it. All right, go look at Piers Morgan's Twitter page right now and listen to him talk about his British nationalism in regard to uh, women's soccer. And look at what that dickhead has gotten himself into. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, I just. Um, anyway, borders shouldn't define what fucking team you're on, uh, as long as, uh, as far as average everyday people go, it really yeah. fucking shouldn't.
1: And there's just better ways to handle that. I mean, we don't have to be doing what we're doing. Like, we that's know. they will have you believe that this is the only thing we can do and da-da-da. This is not the only thing. Like, this is not – this is your government just not trying, frankly. Yeah. Like, they don't care about these people, and they're making it extremely apparent.
0: Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> fucking it's, – it's kind of infuriating because when you see it done with – Uh, people based on where they came from, then you see it also done by people based on what their sexual orientation is or what their gender identity is, and you see it all very, like, you see that uh, it's not a general, like, it's, I don't know how to say this, it's not the fucking government going, we're playing by the rules, these are the rules. No, you're setting the rules, and you're choosing to play, you're choosing to interpret the rules this way, and that makes you a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. It's don't be yeah,
1: exactly a, if if you have to like be all you know interpret things so in, like oddly and like roundabout like you know what it was meant like
0: exactly like yeah it comes back to our number one rule here on nobody's left behind don't be a dick if yeah. you if you have to circumvent this the clearly stated process by going well i think what was inferred here is you're being a dick you're being like if asshole. you're
1: searching for loopholes yeah and things like that
0: well, I didn't have to pay my taxes this year because I actually paid money back into the dividends on my parking spaces, in which case the, oh, fuck, the excise taxes for the uh, r- roundabout uh, radius of pi, obviously, repeating uh, upper tax bracket. That's all it is, really and truly. That's just uh, playing by the rules that were set forth in front of me. <laughs> fucking people sometimes anyway fucking people. uh to uh transition uh maybe from that a little bit um i know we talked about natter day and i yes, know we, we talked i know we talked about um uh your your fourth of july just your general fourth of july plans is it supposed to rain up in tulsa They've
1: lowered like, the chances slightly. I think praise, it's, down to, it's 20% now. Praise
0: be to Odin. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I'm, Where are you going to be at? Uh, I'll be here in, in, uh, in my homeland, my home country here, um, with my water hose at the ready to make sure I can put out any embers that fucking may land on my roof from... from World War oh, hell right. 14 that open up. Uh, so it's Is weird. it dry over there? Ah, it's not dry. As a matter of fact, they're calling 40% chance of rain on 4th of July um, in the evening, too. But I, I know, so I've changed microphones, so I definitely have a better mic than I had the last two years. But so you probably won't be able to hear it. But the fireworks have been going off all evening tonight. And tonight is the second. Jesus Christ. They've been going off every night since Friday. June 29th, or June, nope, June 28th, there you go, every night since Friday, (laughs) oh, there's some right there, jeez, big shit, big shit popping.
1: something special,
0: it's infuriating, Villem. it's fucking infuriating, (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you how fucking frustrating it is to hear people, oh god, and next door this year, next door has just blown the fuck up with the old fireworks debate. (sighs) <sighs> it's. I just want to fucking start lighting people's cars on fire Just thinking like, ah, you're probably this douchebag on next door You fucking, <laughs> you fucking deserve this uh, <laughs> It's it's fucking painful, man And my dog is deathly afraid of fireworks So he's been in a perpetual state of terror the last yeah, five days awful. Yeah, that's awful That's the worst And like, I don't know, Mrs. Brian and I are trying to figure out like Trace his lineage based on like where he came from, based on his actions and reactions to things <laughs> I'm guessing he came from a not so good part of town honestly <laughs> like yeah any probably right. any loud clashes or loud pops he fucking runs so oh, funny yeah, no, he almost broke down our bathroom door the other night like just by running himself into it because we have those click closed bathroom doors um, yeah but like t- to get in, you have to pull them out. So he knows that if he hits them hard enough, he can actually make it pop out on its own. <laughs> but he just wasn't getting it, man. He was hitting both doors at the same time, and they just standing there, and they were. It was. I was afraid he's gonna hurt himself. Poor guy. Yeah, no, it's so fucking bad. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so are your your Fourth of July plans? You're gonna y'all gonna just like grill and chill? Yes.
1: Uh no we're. One of our friends is having so she's watching a house, and they're allowing us to use their pool, so we're gonna have a pool
0: party. Hells yeah! Making it a natter day on a Thursday.
1: That's obviously, the most important part, the natter. <laughs> Hell yeah! Yeah, I'm yeah. no, looking forward to that.
0: Um, are y'all like? Does does Tulsa do a lot of fireworks? Do they do, they they do go-
1: like a riverside fireworks display. I don't really know what the condition of that part of town is.
0: (laughs) I was gonna say Riverside now is like moved three miles in both directions.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's actually uh, it's a lot of damage. It's like eight million dollars of flooding damage, but they said it's mostly uh, bank stabilization stuff. So it's not
0: like a lot of dirt work.
1: Yeah. So, but it doesn't seem like it's like uh, you know like. Facilities, you know, things like that.
0: Right, that still sucks, man. And that's something that uh, honestly, the rest of the fucking country does not understand what happened in Oklahoma and Arkansas. And yeah, it's like surprising. It's uh, it's it's paying the ass, man. It's paying. Well, in and honestly, I get it because, like,
1: I, we were even, you know, we were largely unaffected, and we we live in Tulsa, you know.
0: Yeah, but it's one of those things like you still knew at least what the ramifications of what was going yeah. on. The yeah. rest of the country had no idea what was happening. Uh, no. And they just knew, man, talk about Tulsa again. <laughs> Fucking assholes. People, people in general are assholes. Um, speaking of assholes, I'm afraid that I'm going to offend my neighbors. Uh, Cause you know, 4th of July Fallujah opens up over our, you know, in our airspace here in North Texas. (sighs) I'm going to be out on the front lawn drinking beers. (laughs) Like
1: it's, you are.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. No, it's, it's the good old, good old fashioned, you know, uh, suburb barbecue time happens here in the, in the hood.
1: Why would that offend your neighbors?
0: Oh, you don't know. No. Uh, oh, and my neighbor asked me, you know, he, uh, you know, we got to talk and he's brand new, like moved in like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Right. I talked to him, you know, he's, we're telling each other, you know, uh, what do you do? Dave to what Where's you do bear dare? As I'm telling him what I do, he stops me mid description. Cause I have kind of a stock answer that's for noobs and, and, and the more advanced folk. Right. Um, he stops me mid sentence and just goes, Hmm, we don't drink alcohol. And at that point, because <clears throat> you I, took a drink? No, no, no. I told him. I told him what I do. So. And, oh right. And, uh, okay, and yeah. he was like, "Oh yeah, we don't drink alcohol." Like to stop the conversation and move past what? Oh my god. I, I looked around. I was like, "Whoa, fuck, Doug! I'm about to call <laughs> CPS right now, Doug! You got a boatload <laughs> of kids and you don't drink alcohol, and you and your wife stays <coughs> home all day, Doug." <laughs> Dug, I'm That's just v- rude,
1: though. In general, I mean, like, <sighs> fuck, fuck the principle of like not drinking alcohol. But, like, mid sentence, like, it, like it offends his sensibilities that you would even participate in that. Like,
0: it, it was one of those like I know that he didn't mean for it to come off that way, but it for sure came off that way. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's super rude.
0: I'm like, hey, listen up, dickhead. You know what else I do? I brew beer in my backyard. I do that. I hope that doesn't upset <laughs> you. Also, drink beer all the time. And I have a podcast about beer. Would you like to come on sometime and tell people about the last time that you had us of alcohol? I'm really hoping that he doesn't drink alcohol because of, like, some prior engagements that he had with alcohol. You know what I mean? Well, but, that's always, mm-hmm. that's y- you think 90% about that,
1: percent of the case.
0: You think, I don't see. Here's the deal. I'm going to describe the family, okay? A couple white people with a bunch of white fucking kids. The, the, the wife stays home. The man goes out to work all day. I see that scenario and automatically I assume, and I understand what happens when you assume. You're right majority of the time. But I assume that it's for some weird-ass religious purpose. Honestly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. When that scenario, like when all I check that box, check that box, check that box, religious weirdo. Got it. All right. Moving on. (laughs) And I can say that because, like, I consider myself a Christian. I'd like to drink a lot of beer and cuss sometimes, but I'm a Christian. And I can also identify when there's some Christian weirdos living next to me yeah right right uh it's one of those it's things certain where, vibe right i mean oh it's very vibey it's a distinct a, <laughs> vibe it's a distinct there's an odour if you will <laughs> <laughs> he's just like yeah I know, i know what's happening here i know I, i'm i picking up what's been putting down over there i know what's happening uh yeah, why are they so
1: insistent on the wife not working it's so like important
0: i don't know man i really don't i'm like when he told me that i was like i think we can find some jobs for around here if you. You don't, <laughs> you don't want her to find a job. Okay, I guess that's whatever. Oh, you know, God. who am I to judge? Like you got the like. Honestly, after staying home with my daughter, I was like, dude, if I could afford to be a stay at home dad, that'd be dope as shit. And then, like, day three came around, I was like, hmm. No. yeah, and that's it for me. It's though, a, I'm it's sure. a
1: way to isolate the women from society, basically. One
0: hundred percent. Yeah, we don't want them sniffing around some other dude. Like, what the fuck is it? it's a it's yeah, a person? I'm... She's a goddamn human being.
1: Yeah, it's like, fucked
0: up. Like, the worst part, and I think I talked about it with Derek on the last cast, like, the worst part of being uh, of, 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 you know, being just a uh, parent and kid for three days is that you don't have any adult interaction. It's fucking Yeah, you were, It's uh, harmful. Were very vocal about that. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking not good, man. And if I'm feeling that after three days, yeah, like, right. I don't know how anybody goes, like, ah, seven years, I haven't had a job. Like, why? Why did you do it by choice? By choice, Right.
1: Both of you. You really, you really should watch Mad Men and pay attention to Betty's storyline. Right? She kind of gets crazy
0: <laughs> with the kids. Dude, I fucking like. You hear people lose their shit and start screaming at people at Walmart, and you're like, you know what? I get it. I fucking I can 100% get it. <laughs> we're not that. We're not that different, you and I. <laughs> like, but you won't. I mean, you well, are, no, though. yeah, and that's the other thing. Like, I'm lucky enough where I do have my wife is. Is available to help And I'm available to help with her And it's like We have a good A good A good thing going And it doesn't hurt that our kid's Really fucking cute And really smart So Yeah there you go It makes it much easier A
1: little bit of trouble now For
0: Oh yeah No It's It's a little bit of trouble now For a lot of trouble later We'll just make sure that we try to You know Keep everything together (laughs) We're just (laughs) trying to survive We're just trying to make it Fucking day Day by day here man I'm not gonna lie Uh (laughs) But no, I I don't know. It's stuff like that that it's like, what? How the fuck? Happened? I don't know. It, it makes me. I get anxious when I think about uh, big events like this. Like I was the other night. Like I was preparing because we're having a few people over, and I was like, well, if you know, if we're gonna be outside in the yard watching watching fireworks, like I need to go ahead and make sure that I'm spraying my uh, yard for insect. You know, spraying any insecticide down in the yard because we're gonna be out in the grass. I don't want any. Ants and shit out there. And I noticed I had a small hornet's nest <laughs> in my bushes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, we'll go ahead and get that taken care of. Make sure, because I don't want anybody going to anaphylactic shock. And that was something that, like, you know, we have a lot of kids that run around the neighborhood in general and people who walk constantly. And like, I don't, I don't want anybody fucking swatting stingy bugs around the old, you know, Brian's house as they're walking by. So I'm like, i take care of that anyway. But I'm yeah. out sp- I'm out spraying chemicals in my in the bushes and they're they're not goddamn roundup okay no one's growing a third leg out of their chest with the chemicals that I'm spraying but <laughs> I am spraying chemicals and I got my little mask on got my fucking spray can out and I'm you know did my proper chemical mixtures in my spray pot and right. the neighbor pulls in and gives me a look of like you fucking asshole like how dare you spraying this like daylight. I was like, you know what? At first, my initial thought was <laughs> double birds. You go, fuck yourself. I'm not getting stung by a goddamn wasp out here or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> But then I was like, I went back into like the, okay, well, you know, he's got kids too and I wouldn't want somebody spraying some weird ass him chem- And then I was like, oh no, go fuck yourself. No, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, I, I don't know, man. Living Living around other people has made me Way more anxious uh, about my actions, and I'm like, uh, it, I'm hoping that I that wears off at some point in time. But at the same time, like, I don't want to, I don't want to be the people who live across the street who have their uh, Smith and Wesson as my nine one one sign hanging oh in their God. front window.
1: <laughs> Wait, so uh, you've always lived around people, but you mean like owning around people?
0: Or? Yeah, like oh, yeah, because there's there's like a because when I lived in an apartment, it was really more of like, "Hey, my shit. I'm I'm quiet in my place. You be fucking quiet yeah, in your place yeah. and and move on." Um, and it was also like, "I'm not lighting fires in here. <laughs> Please don't be lighting <laughs> fires in your fucking apartment. It'd be great." Uh, but like when you own a house, you're like, "Okay, I don't, I don't know. There's like, I don't know. I I also didn't have any. This is this is the weird part about me and the r- weird shit that I have growing up. But I never lived around. I never had any neighbors growing up. No one lived next door to uh, my parents' house. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, I'm also trying to figure out how to deal with neighbors. I mean, my yeah. dad, my dad has a great relationship with the neighbors in his neighborhood. I mean, he fucking sits out and smokes all day. Yeah, but it sounds like you
1: have like a classic, suburbia situation going
0: on. Oh yeah, yeah. My dad's my dad's sitch is more like a old man at the top of the hill because that's exactly what he is. <laughs> like commenting on people, calling people by the wrong names to their face, oh which my is God. <laughs> hilarious. There was this family that lived down the street. They were called their, their last name was Simpson. Yeah. And rumor has it they've, they've since long, like they've, they both passed on. Uh, Cause this is like 20 years ago at this point, but they, the, no one really knows the story. Other than my dad was helping a neighbor down the street put up a fence. And I went down to help him every now and then, you know, for a couple of days when the fence was first going up to dig holes and any, anyway, all that other shit. Well, a neighbor from down the street was just being friendly when he was out for a walk with his uh, wife and their dog. And this man's like in his 70s. And he's like stopping by and he's like, well, you used to hang a lot of fence when I was younger. Maybe I can lend a hand. And. I don't know how it got started, but my dad started calling this man Homer. Oh, my God. <laughs> Homer Simpson. Now, you oh clearly know God. that is not this man's name because you've been alive since 1989. <laughs> um, So he started calling this man Homer Simpson to his face. Oh, my God and it got to the point where the neighbor who we were helping with like, the, whose fence we were helping putting up just kept dying laughing he was like crying laughing he'd have to like walk <laughs> away and shit like he's like this is ridiculous <clears throat> so I had to tell my dad one day I was like you know that man's name is not Homer right yeah it is Steve told me it was I'm, like Steve's fucking lying to you Steve made up a name because his last name is Simpson <laughs> why would he do that because it's funny one it's hilarious that you just called this old man Homer for the last <laughs> 4 days. But like he accused some people down the street of being lesbians. They clearly weren't. It was the lady's daughter. It was a whole thing. Um, he uh, like he knows the comings and goings of different people in the neighborhood at a at a hilariously specific level. That's oh. Funny. Old Donna's got herself a boyfriend. <laughs> or, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. His words a boy toy. Like <laughs> a boy toy what don is in her 50s you have no business knowing anything about her business yeah it's like it's fucking weird funny shit like that and like again none of these houses are really near my parents house yeah he just knows the people from the neighborhood because he (laughs) drives the lawnmower around the neighborhood to walk his dog and also, he's upgraded his lawnmower, so it's now a zero turn radius, uh super wide nice, deck lawnmower. Nice, yeah, yeah. So he's like driving by lever and shit and like trying to hold the dog's cable and everything. It's a whole mess. It's a fucking it's a mess. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have some more <laughs> I'm sure we'll have some more Tom stories when I get back from Oklahoma next week because I saw uh, we FaceTimed my mom like we my daughter and I FaceTime my mom on Sunday when she my daughter got her ears pierced. So we're going to show grandma the ear piercing and all this other stuff. And my dad walks in behind my mom. And my dad is wearing a bowler hat. A bowler hat? <laughs> Are you familiar with a style of bowler hat? Yes. Okay. My dad is 72 years old. <laughs> my dad has no business wearing a black bowler hat at all. <laughs> So of course I asked him if he was part of Red Hot Voodoo Daddies or whatever the fuck it was and if uh he was gonna pick up any cool cats at swing club tonight and he got pissed off and told me to watch my mouth and shut up and all this other stuff. Like, Alright, cool. Anyway. So I'm sure we'll have some fun stories. Oh, and hopefully maybe I won't have a goddamn anxiety attack or punch a neighbor in a in a non beer fueled rage. So it'll be fun. <laughs>
1: Be fun. Well, maybe time away from the house
0: will be good then. Yeah, that too. That probably, <laughs> it definitely, wouldn't hurt. You know, it's just yeah. doing that reset and also seeing Prairie Dog Town and Chickasha is gonna be fun times. So nice. Yeah, look for pictures uh, posted up on uh, our Instagram page because that'll be fun at No Beer Left cast. Check out oh, them. Yeah. Check out them stories. Uh, Villum, I was gonna to talk to you about getting taken on Instagram, but I'm still that still that wound is still very fresh tonight.
1: Alright, we'll hit that we'll in hit that two way. weeks. We're taking a week off next week.
0: Damn right. Thank you, Villain, for hitting us with that. I'm gonna go ahead and play this as we talk about that. Uh so yeah, we'll we'll be off next week. I doubt that we'll have another recording this week unless something fucking happens. I doubt it. Yeah, you never know, but probably yeah. not. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not set that bar too high. You know what I mean? Let's say
1: ninety to ten. Ninety not ten. Yeah, we will
0: exactly, um, and I think that's I think that's okay. We hit the people with two last week. One from fucking Thailand. Okay, like who who does <laughs> yeah, that?
1: Yeah, with Derek. Yeah,
0: who does that? Nobody. No beer left behind. That's who does it. Goddamn. All the uh, way from Thailand. Willem, uh, do you have anything you want to hit the people with before we uh, do our close? Um,
1: now just if you have any thoughts on my letter, or just what's going on in the immigration situation in general send us
0: the message on instagram hell yeah at cast on instagram hit us up uh while you're at it while you're on the uh the old electronic device be sure to go over and rate review and subscribe to never miss an episode tell your friends to subscribe because they don't want to miss this shit either go ahead and say you're welcome in advance when you tell people to do that uh, for Brian here in North Texas having the hap hap happiest 4th of July since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K I'm out
1: for Villam in Tulsa happy 4th of July I'm out